Hey everybody, you're kicking it with the homeboys and the homeboys podcast where we talk everything in the world of real estate investing. Whether you're just getting started or a seasoned vet, we're going to give you our over 40 years of combined real estate experience to help you on your investing journey. Today, we've got a very exciting topic. We are talking about new builds and why they are the best investment in 2023. We're going to cover why existing inventory deals are so slim and are pushing us to new builds. We're going to talk about the housing shortage overall and the rental market and why that demand is so high. And we're going to touch on lower interest rates that are available on new builds versus uh, investing in existing properties. So some pretty good uh, deep dive info on new builds because Clint and I have been building a lot of properties lately. We've been building a lot. We have been building a lot. Been fun. I dig it. You, I was here the other, uh, let's see, two weeks ago. I was here till like 11 or midnight, three nights in a row. And and you were like, dude, you've been killing it. And I said. You've been doing a lot. I was like, I enjoyed every second of it. I enjoyed. I was like, don't feel sorry for me. I enjoyed every minute of it. And I'm learning a lot too. You know, every project's a little different. We're pretty passionate about building in these small towns throughout the Midwest, Mm -hmm. mostly in Indiana or all in Indiana. We say the Midwest, but in our home state. And so these are passion projects for us that we care about on a personal level too. We're excited about them. They're fun. You get the town behind you. Uh, Clint was just on the phone with a city council member yesterday morning, mm-hmm. you know, cheering up all the stuff we're doing in their county. And it's just fun. It's I'm, we're passionate about it. And um, so, you know, again, we've learned a lot, but we're also having a great time with it. And we want to share some of the insights that um, drove us to start doing this versus all of the existing houses we have. I thought it was just because you wanted new stuff. Like you wouldn't take anybody's <laughs> hand-me-downs because you're like this, you're up in this ivory tower yeah. and it's, no. My mom said, are you building new properties because you don't want to buy a house that has somebody else's toenail clippings in the carpet? <laughs> oh, that's that's what my mom said. <laughs> and I said, you know what? I'm going to use that as a sales tool. Don't buy a, a crappy old rental from anybody, you know, with somebody else's clipped toenails in the carpet. Buy a brand new. Buy a new buy, shiny product. Uh-huh, from us. Well, this is also coming from meeting you. Uh, what's what you, your Jeep's a 90, what? 90, 1990. 90. On the nose. 1990 Jeep. I've got a much newer vehicle. I've got a 95 Tahoe. So yeah. uh, I was driving a, a something much newer today. I'm driving one of our old maintenance trucks. I've been loving it, as you know. 122,000 miles on it. Work truck. It's been fun. It's funny. I've got a work truck at my house. You do that too. My wife is shuttling. Um, three little girls to horse camp all weekend so they wouldn't get uh, dirt in her vehicle. Yeah. Which I'm happy that she's trying to, she's taking care of her vehicle. I agree. I think that's that's awesome. That's great. It's awesome. But yeah, this is not about ego. We're not moving to the new builds uh, because we're too fancy for uh, existing. We, We own a lot of existing real estate. We believe in it, but you know, the number one thing that we're going to cover today is the existing inventory deals out there being so slim. And Clint and I were talking right before the podcast, and I think you should just share what basically what you said to me, which I agree with 100%. Well, I think that there's going to be inventory problems for a very long time. And my reasoning behind that is, you know, the government allowed, you know, 2% you know, mortgages. And we saw a lot of people flocking to take advantage of these 2% uh, mortgages. And that, 
that did two things. You know, it locked people into those 2% mortgages, and it also drove the price up of, of housing across the country. Now, if someone was looking to level up, which that creates inventory, you know, on the open market. Because they're selling their old house. They're selling their old house to move to another. They First of all, they don't want to get rid of that 2% rate. And secondly, leveling up, those houses are now so much more expensive. So if someone bought a seven, just to say a $500,000 home a few say a year ago to take advantage of those low rates for them to level up, they're going to have to spend 900 grand. So now they're spending 900 grand to level up and a 7% interest rate. The interest difference alone is $45,000 a year. You know, divide that out, you know, by 12, you're talking over $3,500 more per month in that particular scenario. And I know that's a little bit higher price point in Indiana, but people are going to be they're going to they're going to set up camp maybe permanently in these homes because you know there's people that did 15% rates at 2% or just a 15% 15 year rates excuse me at 2% um they're not going to they're, one not, of them. they're not going to leave i am i'm one of them you know i've got a i've got a 2% 15 um year mortgage on on my my personal residence and i don't know i think this is going to create a lot of inventory a shortage for a very long time. Um, new home builders are very, you know, treading very lightly right now because they're, they're, they're complaining about their profits being short still because of some supply issues and other things. So, you know, I personally believe that it's going to be hard for investors, which this we're an investment podcast to find properties because we're going to have such increased competition from people that are wanting to move in to live in there that it's going to be exceptionally challenging. And the only thing that is going to be available is something that is a complete dump that you have to sink a ton of money into to get it back to rent ready status because a homeowner is just not willing um, to do that much work or number two, they can't borrow on something that is in that bad of disrepair. So I think that this housing shortage for owner occupants and for investors is here to stay. And it's something that we have to get used to for a very long time. I think you make some amazing points and we've actually seen this in the real world for us for a long time. We used to um, flip properties um, to our, to our clients or turn them into rentals for ourselves. That would take $6,000 of rehab to get them done. Mm-hmm. We'd buy them for say seventy thousand dollars, put six grand in. They were worth a hundred, so you'd have a little bit of equity, and um, then you'd have a rental. Well, over that has evolved slowly. The rehab numbers kept getting higher and higher and higher, and over the last two years, I would say our average rehab is probably close to fifty thousand dollars. I would argue that it's just a, it's a little bit more than that. I'd say I'd say sixty to sixty five. Right. So we're talking total gut houses, basically. We've got two houses that were, were gutted, that were, there's no walls. And, and the only reason that we were able to buy those is because no owner occupant could get a mortgage on them. Um, so what you're saying has actually been proved out over the last two years. And, and I agree. And one other reason that existing inventory deals are so slim is, you know, Fannie Mae puts out their list and there's a couple other resources that, that, do the math on this, but there's 8 million 
um, there's a shortage of 8 million housing units for the number of people that need housing right now in the U.S. And they just haven't been building fast enough. And now that rates have gone up, home builders are scared, uh, these large companies, and they've pulled back on their building. And so that's increasing now, the number of, of new households versus the, the number of units available. And so the demand is just, it's, it's crazy. And you're right. If you own a 2% house, you're not going to sell it to buy an 8% house unless you are so rich that it doesn't matter. What do you think the reason, I know we need to talk about new builds, but what do you think the reason is that our government felt the need to be able to, to get rates down to where people could get a mortgage at 2%? Well, I mean, there's so many factors on that. There's a couple that are legitimate. You know, if, if you, you were looking at what we, com- we were comparing ourselves to across the world, um, rates, you know, overseas and in Europe specifically, and China was, was similar, their rates were very cheap. So their economies were on fire with cheap rates. And we had to keep up in a way. So we're, we're, it's us against them in a lot of ways. So that's the one legitimate reason. Okay. To me, I didn't really even know that. So yeah, I learned something so, today. I mean, they had negative mortgage rates in some European countries where the bank would pay you to borrow, literally negative interest rates. So we were competing on the world stage with with those to keep mm-hmm. our economy robust. The rest of the reasons are all ridiculous. Many of them political. None of them are based on sound economic. That's models. my point. That's yeah. my point. They're all political, it, it not really, economic. It really gets me fired up because I know that it's different in every market. But, you know, we live in a major, you know, uh, metropolitan area for the United States. We didn't need increased demand. You know, we didn't need rates at, at, at 2%. You know, we didn't uh, need rates at 3%. You know, really, we would argue that we didn't need them at 4 But I've always kind of used 4 as kind of that, as kind of that uh, basement number that rates should have never been below 4%. You know, the, the, you know, if you wanted to play devil's advocate, you'd be like, well, you know, you, you got a, a, a rate at 2%. Yeah, I mean, if you can't, can't beat them, join them, I guess. Yeah. You know, but, you know, it's, it's just, I think it was so ridiculous. I think it was political, and it's caused such a mess now from an inventory standpoint. And there's areas that have been so priced out because of it, because, you know, the less inventory the you know the more demand there is and the price goes up is you know we do see um you know younger younger folks really struggling to afford a house in certain areas because of this you know recent run up and it's it was driven by these interest rates being so ridiculously low and they didn't have to be well the builders are doing something out there with interest rates that we have decided to do ourselves so you're able as a builder to buy a block of money that's available for anyone that wants to buy your properties. Basically you're paying points to get a mortgage rate down so that it's basically called a builder preferred lender. So if somebody buys one of our duplexes uh, investments, we're able to get them about 4.99% finance right now. That includes them. um, There's a bunch of asterisks to this. I think they have to pay two points and they have to have 780 plus credit scores and all the, they have to qualify. But this is happening across the country for builders in order to sell these very expensive houses, they buy down these interest rates. And so if you go to a new builder, you can buy more house than you could if you buy an existing house because they're able to lock in these interest rates and pay that out of pocket. 
We're so, seeing that in the investment climate, you know, big time. a lot. Is that happening in like owner occupied single family? I'm I would to- assume that it is. I'm told it's happening in the high priced markets. Mm-hmm. So probably I would assume California mm-hmm. and Texas, I know it's happening. Um, but I don't know, you know, that's not my world or yours really, right. but, um, I've, I've been told by the lenders it's happening there, but it's a very, um, it's, it's one way that we're able to build these new build duplexes and make them work for our clients because that exists. Now we could actually offer this with existing houses, but the margins aren't there to make it affordable. It can't be done. You know, anybody that's, that's in our turnkey world isn't offering this on existing properties because there are no margins to be able to afford to do this. It's, it's expensive. It is expensive. You know, when you run through the, run through the, the numbers that, uh, you know, some of these higher price markets, you know, are, are, are seeing in the difference in interest. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's mind blowing. Yeah. You know, but. And it's a reason that we believe in the new builds too, though, for our clients, we're able to make them work at these amazing numbers and it's a brand new property. So, I mean, as much as I'm upset, there aren't as many existing properties, we'll still find them. You and I were just talking before the podcast. We've got a way to grab four of them right now. That's pretty, you know, they'll make good deals for our clients and Mm -hmm. we won't make a whole lot, but you know, it'll, it'll be fine. We'll get four, four existing product, but we're able to build enough of these to try to meet our client demand. And if you are an investor and you're having trouble, don't be overpaying for existing because there's people out there like us that are building new builds all over the nation. We know somebody in Florida who's doing it. We're doing it here all throughout Indiana, new builds available for clients. There's a, I know in San Antonio a group that's doing it. There's Mm -hmm. groups everywhere that are doing new build investment properties that are performing as well as almost as well, if not better than existing. And what a great time to do that. That's why we're doing it. Well, and you know, in my early on in my real estate career, I had um, two distinct, you know, types of homes. You know, there was a, there was a, uh, a very large amount of foreclosures in the three to five year old home there whenever I first started my career. So, you know, homes that needed very little work and, you know, the great recession kind of brought about, um, you know, your only option was to hold them at that time. And I started holding them and, you know, the maintenance would always be relatively small because they were, they were so, so new. But then I also bought a lot of 1940s, fifties, mainly 1940s and fifties, but I might've gotten up into the sixties, you know, um, you know, homes that were, you know, 1200 to 2000 square feet and the maintenance on those mm-hmm. is always substantially higher. I mean, there's just more things. It was, I mean, it was, it was built 70 years ago and there's more things that could go wrong. You know, the great thing about these new builds that, that, that I like, I mean, mm-hmm. they're warranted brand new places, right? You know, they're brand spanking new, you know, the first people, mm-hmm. you know, to live in there and, We've got a particular project going on in Southern Indiana that, uh, you know, our builder down there, Jason, has really, really knocked it out of the park on. Is man, when we walk in those, man, you, you, you feel like you're about something when you walk through there. Like, I was texting you the other night pictures that he sent killer, of, at sunset of that project, those right. properties. I text uh, our producer here who's behind the camera right now. I said, I've never been prouder. Oh, you it's know? unbelievable. They look beautiful. You know, and inside, I know the, the two-story ones aren't, aren't uh, completed yet, but there's a lot of one story ones completed and I don't know, just the finishes and, you know, just the flow and just, man, it, it feels amazing. Turned out great. Oh, it's killer. 
Yeah. You know, you really feel like you're about something and you do what you do in, in uh, existing single family as well, but there's just something about it. This project has changed me in a lot of ways because, you know, we're going to be building eight uh, duplexes up in, in uh, Elwood, Indiana, where we have a big presence. We manage a, a brand new 71 unit apartment complex Two, there. 72. Sorry, 72 unit apartment complex there. Beautiful complex in a cool little town. We own, you know, three of the buildings that are in downtown on Main Street and have fixed one of them up for our office. Another one's going to be a coffee shop. Anyway, we're, we're, we have a serious footprint and a big belief in this town. We're going to be building eight more duplexes. There are 16 doors total. And I'm, I'm excited to use some of the beauty of the Southern Indiana project and bring it into this. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to steal the exact countertops. I'm going to steal the flooring. I'm going to steal the way this turned out. It's hard to explain it. They're just magical to me. They're just beauty. And maybe it's because I love the town that they're in, but they really did. There's something about them that just turned out right. And so I'm going to steal some of those styling cues. And I told our, our Elwood crew, we're, we're, I've got to make some changes with the architect. Cause I just want to, I just want to borrow some of them because they, they turned right. out so great. So, you know, that's, that's the, the, the feeling side. You, mm-hmm. this can't just be all cold and calculated either. You know, well, let me play devil's advocate. You know, yeah. I like to do that. So someone would look at a pro forma for say some of this newer product. And we talk about on paper returns in here a lot. And someone gets a pro forma for, um, you know, a house in a, let's just say a not very good area. Okay. Let's just say that in yeah. our world, people call that a C, a C area. Yeah. Right. It, you know, so th- if they're comparing those pro formas, those yeah. returns, they're going to say, well, why would I build a new product? Whenever I can go over here and get a much better return in this C-class neighborhood. You know, for once, I don't know that the returns on paper are even that much higher. But even if they are, that's, it's bull crap. The, the stuff on a C-class pro forma isn't real. You and I have gone through this a million times. We're talking reality of a pro forma that we put together on what someone can expect. And again, we don't have a crystal ball, but we're pretty good at figuring out what this is going to look like over the life of the property versus a C class. It's the C class pro forma is not real. It is not real. You have to go through tenants. Your maintenance is so much higher because they treat your property like crap. You, you may get those, the, the rents on paper, but good luck collecting it. Also, that's, there, you're not going to capture appreciation the way you will in our new build areas. There's a reason we don't offer C-class properties to our clients. We refuse to. We could make so much money. You and I could make so much money buying those up and selling them to our clients, but they don't work. They may not be in work. business for very long. No, we'd be out of business like all the clowns who sell those. Right. They're you, not around. you'd make a lot of money on the ones until people yeah. realized you were a clown. Yeah, we realized, we were talking earlier on a, on a TikTok live that we were doing, and we were talking about um, how many turnkey um, groups are around. And for our state, there's really only two that have been around for the long haul, ours and, and um, a friend of ours. He's a very good friend of ours. And everyone else has come and gone. And guess what? What what does our friend offer as far as properties go? Almost exactly the same product as ours. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, almost exactly because right. they work and because he's not trying to get rich and run off into the night. So beware of C properties. Now is the time to really consider new builds if you haven't before. 
And if you have considered them before and have already done your research, now's the time to pull the trigger because um, as we see it, demand is going to only increase for those and it's, they're going to become harder to get right now because there's not enough existing for investors and people like us that are building new builds are getting so much demand. We went from having a couple at any time that we could sell to we've got a waiting list pretty much now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we're, we're speeding up the building. So, you know, if somebody reached out today, we could probably get them under contract, but we're right on that edge because there's not enough housing out there for investment housing. And the last point I wanted to talk about with the housing shortage is that rental demand is high across the board, but it's the highest where we're focused on and where a lot of investors like us are focused on, which is smaller markets where the builders didn't build, but there's growth, you know? Well, think about it. There's no new home construction going on in a lot of these areas. The big production builders overlook it. And from a rental standpoint, from an inventory standpoint, you know, you look at what's available and versus having this brand new product. So they can't, they can't buy a new home. Right. And the existing homes, you know, generally are, are older, need some work like we talked about earlier. So the rental demand is there because for once, for the first time in a lot of these areas, renters can go, you know, rent something brand spanking new and, you know, have for less than it costs to, to buy in some cases. Correct. You know, so yeah, rental demand is, is, is exceptionally high because there's no inventory for the product that we're building. When there's no inventory for the product you're building, you're in a good spot. You know, you're not, we're not competing with anybody. You know, you, you look at, um, you know, some of these bigger markets. I mean, you know, there's, there's competition, you know, across all all the rentals are so bananas. I I look at what it costs just down the street here in downtown Fishers and like, my gosh, you know, one bedroom, $2,500 Fishers, Indiana, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. Well, we're dealing with that on our Southern Indiana project right now too, because we wanted to be very conservative to, to get it. You know, we didn't want to overpromise, and it's it's in a smaller market, so we put pretty low rents compared to what you see all around it. There's this uh, town right across; it's like eight miles across the river called Owensboro, Kentucky, and it's this hip, cool town with a neat downtown area, convention center, and all these awesome restaurants. It's a cool town. It's a just a cool little town, and so for a similar product to what we're building in Southern Indiana, they rent for like twenty one hundred to twenty two hundred a month over there, and we were like, okay. I think we could probably get close to the same rents, but instead we said 1475 for almost the same product. So we're able to kind of blow our expectations out of the water too, because we're so conservative, which has been a really fun thing to experience too. I mean, you were, you and I were down there doing some uh, photo stuff on one of the projects and people were just showing up and renting them right there on the spot while we were there. Freaking nuts. Yeah. So there's a lot of demand. Rents are stronger than ever. And so I grew up and I grew up in one of the towns that we're, that we're building in. And, you know, it's, I rarely get through a day where I don't have somebody that I knew from 20, 30 years ago, texting me, asking me about it. I bet. Know? That's awesome. Which is a blessing and a curse yeah. you know, all at the same time. Yeah. You know, it's neat what we're it's doing. It's a blessing though. because I, I, I really like the people of, of, of that town. And, I like the people you know, of that town too. Know. It's, 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 it's pretty cool, but you know, to see the demand has been it's been awesome because people are starving for it. And when that, whenever you can fulfill that need, 
um, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty special place to be. And it feels, it feels really good. You know, sometimes what we do as investors and landlords, it's just, I don't know, you're running through the motions and I don't know, you're a landlord and tenants can be a pain in the butt and then owners can be, you know, difficult to deal with. But with the new construction stuff in these towns that love you for coming in and building housing they need, you know, we, you were talking to one of the mayors yesterday for a long time. Mm -hmm. You were talking to one of the council uh, members yesterday morning. They're, they're grateful for what we do and it feels good to be appreciated. And then the, the clients that we have that buy these love it. You know, they've got such low deferred maintenance and we don't talk to them much because it's a new property and tenants pay their rent at these rent ranges and it just flows smooth. So for it, not that my feelings matter and or your feelings matter with investing because that's the last thing you want to focus on, but this is fun and they're cool to own. We've got a couple of clients that are super excited to own in these small towns and be a part of, of bringing back, you know, the vibrancy of small town America that's been overlooked. So anyway, it's cool stuff too. Well, it's great to be appreciated, but man, I, every day I walk home or excuse me, walk home, walk in from work. My girls and my wife just tell me how much they appreciate me every day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm used to it. Uh I got my four and seven year old girls just Uh running up saying, just "Just thank you, Danny, for everything. Yeah. You know, thanks for going to work. I feel awful saying this. I can eat. But my kids are at that launch stage, you know, they're, they're Mm -hmm. in college and the first one's out of college. And I literally got a thank you like that from both of them yesterday. That was totally unexpected. Both of them. Lily came up and she was like, she needed a furniture set for her bedroom for her first Mm -hmm. place. And I said, I'm buying it for you. Let me get you one. And you would have thought that I gave her a zillion dollars. I mean, the appreciation there. And then I, yeah. Yeah. And so like when they're older, they'll get it. They'll understand. Oh yeah. If I, if I get thanked for anything, that's always followed up with. Now get me an ice cream sandwich. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> punk. Thanks they for they call you punk. Thanks for everything, Dad. Now get me an ice cream uh-huh. sandwich. <laughs> Yo, they'll get there. They're still young. <laughs> you got time. I, I'm in on it too. Because uh, man, the ice it's cream, hard. the ice cream sandwich. Oh, we keep them at the house a lot. I, I, we switched to Skinny Cow in hopes that, but all it does is make me eat more of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've also noticed that the ones that we're getting, it's kind of like you know they. You know, the snack size candy bars. Oh, are you getting you the know? square, smaller ones? Yeah. You know, like, you know, oh, I Halloween, can eat 12 you know, when we were, we were little kids, Halloween, no, you'd go to someone's house and you yeah. got a, you got a big, you know, Snickers bar. Now yeah. you get like the little snack uh-huh. size. Well, that's apparently leaked over into ice cream sandwiches. It's garbage. Too. It's not for guys like oh, us. Gosh. If you don't know what we're talking about, go to our TikTok <laughs> so you can see what we're shaped like. We are not svelte anymore. We, we yeah. <laughs> you mess with me all you want, but I'd be damned if you mess with my ice cream sandwich. I know. You know what I mean? But, well, anyhow, that is our show for today. We thank you for listening to the homeboys in regard to your eating needs with ice cream sandwiches and uh, snack size candy bars. But we want to encourage you to go to our TikTok at the Homeboys Podcast. Um, you can see a lot of short form content. We also are on Facebook and Instagram and what am I missing? Just TikTok. Just send them all to TikTok. We got our, our website with a lot of YouTube things. YouTube Shorts has been blowing up. What yeah. are you talking about? Well, yeah, millions like on there. Crazy, but, but our website's got great things for, uh, you know, calculator tools, all kinds of learning things on there. And also throw out there, 
be watching. The homeboys have a real estate investing course coming very soon. You got to check it out. We've taken it very seriously. We love kicking it with you guys. Till next time, homies. Happy investing.